Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 200 episodes. And as part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, I am so proud of everything that has already come of this network. I am so thrilled for everything that is to come for this network. We have seven shows right now with a few more in the pipeline, and we are all dedicated toward inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. It has been just an absolute pleasure being a part of this. And there's something else that we are doing here because this is the month of June, and so we are celebrating National Audiobook Month. And a great way to do that is to shine a little bit of light on what I was so privileged to take part in, which was my very first nonfiction book. And those of you who know me know that I am an audiobook narrator as well as a podcaster. And this is not including the author part of me. This is not including the full-time job part of me. And then there's also the husband and father part of me. So I'm... It's safe to say I'm all over the place, but at the same time, I'm also working with some really wonderful people. And one of those people is multi-award winning audiobook narrator Marnie Young. And Marnie took the initiative to start up her own company called Audio Sorceress. And there she has a roster of amazing talent, male and female, that are all ready to bring your books to life. There are also engineers in the background working to make those narrations the very best they can be and getting them ready for retail. It is an amazing privilege to be a part of Audio Sorceress. And one of the great things is that you always get to audition for all these all these different books. And I was given one in particular just a few months ago by a gentleman by the name of Moshe Ratson, who has written this book called Anger is Your Compass. And when I read the first few paragraphs to re- of my audition, I really really wanted to do this book. And if I wasn't going to actually get the job to do it, I knew I was going to buy it because it was what I was reading was a fresh take on anger itself and how it is not something to be avoided. It's not something to be in a sense controlled, but it's actually something to guide you in different ways. And when I found out that I had gotten the job to do this, I was so overjoyed by the opportunity. And I was so looking forward to starting this. And thankfully, there was a very tight deadline that was given to me for this. So I knew that I had to be ready and I knew that I had to jump in and I knew that I had to do the very best work that I possibly could. And 
the great thing about working with Marnie is that she drives you to do just that. So I want to thank Marnie, who has also been a guest here on Excelsior Journeys, for giving me this opportunity and for giving so many other audiobook narrators this amazing opportunity. And what a way to celebrate National Audiobook Month than by having as my guest the very author responsible for this opportunity and someone who has created a really amazing book and has one pretty one pretty remarkable movement behind him as well. The man behind the movement known as Spiral to Grow and the man responsible for the book Anger is Your Compass, which is available on all formats, audiobook as well as ebook and paperback. And it is my pleasure to introduce this week's guest, Right now, Moshe Ratson. Moshe, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm great. You know, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for writing this book and for giving me this opportunity, because really it, it all comes down to what you believe is the best possible voice for your book. And the fact that you chose me, I consider that something I do not take very lightly at all. I am very privileged for that. Thank you. No, th- thank you for that as well. It was a pleasure. So so let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> this book that I really hope winds up becoming a big success because we as we as a culture, we as a society, we as a species, we deal with a lot of anger in our lives. We deal with it it just and it eats at us in various ways. It can either it can either be something that we let out on occasion and make or a lot of occasions and bring everyone else's lives to a bit of a halt while we get all this anger out. It could be something that we tend to let fester inside us and eventually change us, not for the better. But then there, but then there are ways that we can harness that anger and realize what it is that that anger is telling us. And that was something that really grabbed my attention when I was reading this book. I really wanted to kind of look into myself because I've dealt with quite a bit of anger in my life and I still do. I'm human. That's what we do. And I know that my family deals with the same thing. So what was it about anger that really made you want to write this book in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. Originally, the reason that I got interested in anger is that when I became a licensed as a therapist, I came to join a group of therapists that, for whatever reason, I mean, they saw anger management as as a practice to 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 promote. I truly didn't see much about that. Say, you know, what what is it that is so much, but. So originally, I, I took it as, as an, uh, because other people kind of like mentioned that to me and they say, well, you know what, many people need it. Okay. But as I started to meet people, try to investigate, research, and learn about that, I saw such a powerful domain issues because I'm also as a couple therapist dealing with a lot of couples, relationship, and obviously... I mean, anger and is, is a big part of that. And, and later on, I mean, as I looked at anger, I, I tried to look at that. And just to clarify that for me, anger in the high scale is also defined as a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, and frustration. So it has a larger 
than most people think what is anger. So every time we get what we don't get what we want, every time we feel frustrated when we have expectation that is uh, unmet. So there are such a large uh, situation which we face anger. And when I realized, I said, wow, I, I mean, so many, we are, it's almost encompassing so many aspects. And obviously underneath anger, there is a lot of pain, there is a lot of hurt. And I said to myself, wow, if we are capable of dealing with anger, we are obviously will be able to deal with others' uncomfortable emotions. So I mm-hmm. dived in, researched that. Obviously, I've done my own my own work. Realized that I'm I was angry as well, <laughs> and I had to, <laughs> to deal with that. But I I, I realized the opportunity, and mm-hmm. and many many things that as I research took it to to a different kind of perspective. I tried to see the value what anger is bring and and that's that's all about that book and obviously we'll talk more about that but this is what brought me to to do so very nice wow wow so one of the things that i like to discuss here on the show is what i call the lightning bolt moment and that's that moment when you kind of experience something or read something meet someone and it just kind of makes you want to go in that direction now what was it about would you say would be psychology? Would it be human development? What is it, the emotions itself? What is it that made you want to learn more about all of that in the first place? What 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 was your what was your own journey? Where did that really start? As far as I remember myself, even from the age of ten, eleven, when I started to you know dive in i don't know it comes natural asking questions about life about meaning about personal mm-hmm. change i loved philosophy psychology sociology understanding change so i was reading very very early on so it was a process and i it's hard for me to see a particular point and it's it's come it's came together i mean professionally i was in business business for many years and at one time, luckily, after being able to be part of a fortune of, of a company that was a startup that was sold to Fortune 500, mm-hmm. decided very truly what I truly want to do, and, and and I realized, listen, I want to go back to school and 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 be a therapist. So I went back and I've done that, and yeah, and I have so much passion to that, and I feel so so fulfilled. So I, I guess it was there for me. From very early on, beginning of my own life, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so after after going through the after going through the, the different studying and really kind of establishing yourself, what was that first step that you realized? That, like which 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 you know which concentration you really wanted to move forward on? What was that? What was it that really grabbed you the most? Again, we talked about personal change uh, at many domains, and and if we can look at my own practice, it's it's involved so many domains. I mean, if you talk about the uh, you know self esteem, anxiety, dealing with emotions, you know spirituality and happiness, and obviously all that uh, aspect, which is only ma- mainly manifest, but not only in relationships. So I, I'm a couples and marriage therapist by profession. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I think it's a very, very difficult modality to deal with. And anger is a big part of that, uncomfortable emotions in general, it, because, you know, the person that we are with, with really is like a mirror to us, uh, reflecting on our of our issues. And if we are really, truly 
feeling this uncomfortable emotion, we we have to do the work. So, mm. you know, relationship was was a big part of the uh, concentration. Yeah. So and and really just like the you know personal relationships and professional relationships, they really kind of go hand in hand because it really is. It's a partnership, no matter what it is. And everyone is kind of relying on the other in order to really survive. We're not codependent on each other, but we're at least like, you know, we're in this together. We have to we have to charge forward to do what we need to do. Was there a sense of was there a sense of, of you know, realizing that that this is what you need to do, like after after working with working with, you know, different clients to do, to do what, like to, to continue on, like in, in this field, just like, you know, just kind of realizing, okay, I have a sense of what I, you know, what I can, what I can bring that will benefit these partnerships. Do you feel like that? So that's, you've kind of found that, that, that niche right there. I've, I think, to, to be honest, you know, many therapy, many, many clients of mine say, oh, you're so, so great. You're giving so much to the universe. You're helping me, so on and so forth. And maybe there is something to it, but to be truly, to be truthful, I'm connecting more to, to my own passion. And I believe mm-hmm. that by connecting to the passion and secondary is, is giving to others. I think this is what you call it. I call it inter- interdependent, but in a constructive way. How can we create value to mm-hmm. ourselves and others? And I see a great alignment between others and ourselves. And I believe that my clients help me to the degree that I'm helping them. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I want to believe and I hope that the book will be helping others as well. But again, the journey of writing it was very very transformational to me as well. Yeah, there were there was so much that went into that book. It was a very, it was it was a very powerful read, I will say. By by reading it, I really I really connected with it, and it made me look a lot into how I deal with anger, and what it is that why it is that that makes me, what it is that makes me feel that way, what it is that makes me almost like want to, almost kind of like. Almost, almost like a, almost like a security blanket in a sense, just like that, that made me feel like this. And therefore I don't, it's not that I don't want it. I obviously don't want to feel like that again in the future, but it's just like using this as a means of almost like a shield in a sense. Have you, was that something that you, you kind of came to grips with as well when you were writing it? It's it has two two aspects. I mean, it has it has a shield mm-hmm. element. Again, obviously, one of the reasons that we want to protect ourselves, but also at the same time, we need to see and evaluate: is it truly needed to you to be used as a shield, or as an opportunity for us to grow and see what exactly happening within us? Yeah, to grow. What? Why do I feel anger? Mm-hmm. How can I build my own self-confidence to really, truly understand that it's not always what other people do to me, but what is my perception of the situation? So if I mm-hmm. somebody act in, in a way that I feel it's unjust or and I said, oh, they disrespect me, you know, they're selfish and I'm creating all these stories in my mind. Okay, 
maybe there is something outside there that that, that really caught, you know triggered that. But the true cause is is, is my stories, maybe my insecurities, my 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 kind of narratives, and may, and how can I really ultimately own it? And, and really take that aspect and transform myself, really, to be in a better place, to ultimately use anger as a force to be in a better place, to have the, be- you know, the, the, the right narrative, the, the, the balance and proportional way of looking at things. So in that way, you are using anger as a tool. But mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, for that, we need to understand the mechanism of anger, and, and that's what's part of the of the book itself to understand. And as a, as a result of that, understanding the meaning and, and really creating what I call creating value from that to ourselves and others. Have you felt that those instances, like if, if you've kind of felt that sort of triggering emotion, have you been able to kind of immediately follow up with that? It was just like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, why am I feeling like this? Has, has that been just kind of, has that become like a habit to you where you've been able to kind of, still feel that trigger emotion, but then immediately follow it up with just like, okay, why am I feeling that? What is it about that? What is, what is that telling me? Is that something that you, from based on, based on the book, based on what I read, it's definitely something that can be learned. It's, it can be habit forming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel like that's, that is, that's, I believe that that's, that creates like a sense of hope. For a lot of people, it, it it does provide sense of hope, but I think it's very important to again, like everything in psychology and in life, it's a process. Meaning, it's require cultivation of practice. Mm-hmm. People comes to me and want to have quick fixes. Oh, you know what? Eliminate my anger. I don't want to feel that. I want to control it at the moment. I wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but the idea is to recognize that the tools that I provide, how to take a deep breath, how to slow down the process, how to find the gap to have a greater level of awareness, how to inject non-judgmental mindfulness, how to enhance, you know, kind of compassion. It mm-hmm. is a practice. It is a practice and that requires us to do it day in, day out. So hopefully, I mean, with time, you are able to, to enhance that skill, we won't be able to do, and I think every human being without exception we're, we, we would lose their their temper. Yeah. I myself do that. I bet hopefully the frequency is going down, the intensity of the emotion is going down, and the recovery from the event is, is, is quicker. And But if you are committed to the practice, then absolutely you can enhance the, your, your position in, in dealing with that and, and, and building the habits, as you said, to manage anger and transform it in a better way. Yeah. And one of the things that we were dealing with, and when I say we, I mean my fellow podcasters that took it upon ourselves to start up our own podcast network. And we decided to make it a creative-centric network so that way creatives of all kinds have something that can either they'll either learn from it or they'll be inspired by it or it'll motivate them to go out there or they can come on to be interviewed on you know on a show like this one but one of the shows that I made a point to really get out there was one that's called the genuine creative and it's something where where 
our host, Melissa Hurt, who was a friend of mine since high school, she she is a creative herself, but she has also dealt with a lot of people. She's also worked with a lot of people that have dealt with real crippling creative issues like anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, perfectionism. And a lot of that, one thing that I learned you know, from reading this book, a lot of it really comes down to anger because we are angry at the situations that come about that keep us from moving forward creatively. We're angry at ourselves for not moving ahead creatively. We're angry at you know, this person for writing something that is similar to what we're working on. And, you know, we're angry that, you know, that the people keep on asking us, when is your book coming out? Was, have you dealt with, have you yourself dealt with a lot of different creatives that kind of feel those sort of issues? <clears throat> I mean, I mean, I mean, we all deal with that, I believe, to different degrees. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Every time something that's not going our own way, some kind of resistance exists, we mm-hmm. need to question that. But, you know, when I look at, at my past, I mean, at the journey, I mean, I, I see that as a pleasurable <laughs> event. Yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah, but, but you're dealing all the time and, and anger is naturally going to arise every time that, you know, you feel the issue is important to you, you know, you know, but at the same time, if you are, you know, kind of like facing a very stressful situation or you don't have the necessary resources at that particular moment, you, you feel angry. You feel you don't have the, the coping skills to deal with the situation and you need to do something about it. Yeah. But being more aware of it, it allows you to deal with the situation at the, at the greater level of calmness. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like a guiding post the methodologies of how to deal with difficult situation and to manage them in a better way. So tell us a little bit about what you have created as a result of dealing with a spiral to grow. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, so spiral to grow. It's, it's, it's my company. It's, you know, it's my private practice that really helping people in, in different areas, as I mentioned, a relationship, marriage and couples. I deal with anger management, self-esteem and confidence. I do also, because of my business background, I do provide a lot of executive coaching, life coaching. Mm. I, I, I help a lot of Fortune 500 in organizational development and aspect. A lot of C-level comes to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that because we see that I have this kind of background in business and psychotherapy, I, I really provide multiple tools at multiple areas that can really enhance someone's life professionally and personally. And and I like to look at things from a very, very holistic perspective, systemic and systematic way of looking at things. Because I do believe that if you truly want to to have a great life, you, you need to aspire to be happy. That's that that's my kind of like ultimately the the the, the, the a slogan, you know, and you have to attend to every aspect of your life. So that's that's what I do. And and it's not only and it's not only when when you say to be happy, that doesn't mean an elimination of anger. It's being able to harness anger in its proper way to help you move toward what you need to do as a human being. It's 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 harnessing anger, but if I'm going to go to even wider, is to accept life to accept. Everything that life presents to you, 
mm-hmm. and ultimately doing the best you can and and really loving it and and but yet at the same time propelling to be the best person that you can be absolutely to, to get in touch with what i call authentic self and 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 really come to grip with reality at the deepest level excellent excellent yeah definitely come come with it at the deepest level i love that so so if you were to come across someone and i and i'm sure you you have you know in life already where someone you just you've noticed that they have kind of allowed anger to really kind of almost like poison themselves in a sense just you know they they hold on to it and use it to basically not almost use it as an excuse to tell everyone about about how they were wronged in life what would you say to someone who, who you feel like they have that anger but if they just channeled it in a different way that they'd be able to kind of get past that and actually live a more positive life what would you, what would be the first clue that you know the first tip that you would have to kind of allow them to look at anger in that way the, the the first question I think is 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 to ask them very simply: Does anger or the aggression serve you well? Mm. Like everything else in life, people need to be aware that what they do, yeah, mm-hmm. serving or doesn't serve. If they want to change, we can only change something that we don't think is helpful. So I need to get their buy in to make them realize that what they do is not helping them. Yeah. At times we are kind of like, you know, act based on the conscious or unconscious forces. Sometimes we know what we know to do, we need to do, and, and we don't do that. So we have to ask ourselves why. But the first question is to ask them, do you want to change? Do you want mm-hmm. to take control or manage that emotion in a better way? Because if if you'll tell me, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. So what's the point? That's okay. You can continue mm-hmm. doing it. And I do believe that as long as you you do that, you're going to get the same results. There is no need for you to change because you are not willing to do so. So mm-hmm. I think the buy-in to any kind of like a change process requires the client, the individual to be willing to, you know, you know to see that change is needed. Mm. Get that first step. You know, they're not going to be able to do it until they make the decision to do it for themselves. And yeah, that's, that's something that, that's very much, that's very much, you know, prominent in all walks of life. Of course. You know, we, we, we can't make other people make those sort of changes for themselves. They have to be the ones to look into themselves and say that it's time to, something's got to give. Something has to, something has to change. I can't keep living like this. And the fact that you're there providing this kind of service is a true, is, is, is a true blessing because these, these, these sort of people like Moshe, they don't come around very often. So, so the more you can learn from them, the more you can experience from them and, you know, the better, the better off you will be by taking what they're willing to teach you and learning from it. So Moshe, where can, where can my listeners find you on social media? 
So again, it's spiraltogrow.com. That's my company. Obviously, I mean, you can go to, if you're going to put Moshe Ratson of Spiral to Grow, you, you'll find Facebook, YouTube channels, Twitters, uh, and others as well. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I mean, they connect with me by sending me a message, emailing me, all the, all the above. Excellent. Excellent. I am so, I am so grateful to Moshe for giving me this opportunity to bring his book to life in audio form. I am so grateful to Marnie for giving me the opportunity to audition for it. And I am so grateful to Moshe for getting this out there and letting the, letting people know that in this, in this kind of time that we live in, anger is prominent. Anger is there. There is nothing we can do about it, but what we can do is decide on how we're going to use it to our advantage. What Anger is Your Compass provides is literally a compass. It is a roadmap to get you toward that goal of being able to take anger, accept it, and use it as a tool for moving you closer to what Moshe calls your authentic self. So I hope that all of you are able to take this and run with it and learn from it and become a much happier person because you're able to not get rid of anger, but be able to use it in its proper way. So for Moshe Ratson, this is George Savoy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>